Shalom, and thank you for listening to sermons from Tikvat Israel, a Messianic synagogue in the heart of Richmond, Virginia. Listening to the podcast is great, but if you want the full experience, please join us on Zoom or in the building Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for our worship service. For the Zoom link, please contact tikvatdirector at gmail.com or contact us on our website, tikvatisrael.com. There you can also support the ministry, learn more about Messianic Judaism, and find helpful resources. May Hashem bless you through the hearing of His Word. Shabbat Shalom. It's a long time coming. I want to invite you to join me today on a journey. We're going to turn the clock back. We're going to turn it back to 1974. Some of you might remember. Eric Clapton sang a song. Eric Clapton sang a song. I shot the sheriff. Bad company couldn't get enough. Rufus was asking, tell me something good. Harry Chapin had cats in the cradle. The Righteous Brothers, well, Let's just say they were totally in rock and roll heaven. All the while, Gladys Knight and the Pips just kept singing. On and on and on and on. Okay. It was during this time that I experienced a definite first in my life. I was listening to a college representative pitch a small college in Holland, Michigan. While listening carefully to every word that was spoken, I experienced a defining moment, like nothing ever before in my young life. It lasted about as long as it takes to draw in a breath. In spite of its short length, it's a moment that was seared in my life. What was it, you ask? All I can do is describe what I experienced. Using the best words I have, let's say it felt like a deep prompting within the innermost part of my being, the core of all that's me. perhaps better known as my spirit. Some might describe it as a feeling. Others might call it a voice within themselves. I now understand this voice was the Ruach of God, the Holy Spirit. Honestly, I'm not sure how to describe what I experienced other than a deep prompting an invitation. The college representative speaking was an older man. He had a kind face and wispy white hair. His presence projected an element of trust. What stood out to me was that in an instant, I knew it was time for me to leave the life I had always known in my sleepy little mountain town near Woodstock, New York. I knew 
I trusted. I wanted to go to this school. Prior to this experience, it never occurred to me that I would ever leave the town of my birth. My entire life would be spent working alongside my dad in his small grocery store. Never crossed my mind that I would go to college. It never crossed my mind that I would hear from God. It was beyond my wildest imagination. Like Abraham, I heard with clarity, go! So I did. At this point, let's reflect on a few chapters in the book of the Bible, Genesis. The Hebrew is Bereshit. If you haven't read Genesis or Bereshit lately, or maybe you haven't read it yet, I encourage you, I encourage you to do so. Everything we read in this first book of our Bible suggests Abraham and his ancestors knew God, or at the very least, of an entity, a powerful entity who had enough resources to save their family from a catastrophic event. Event? Event, you ask? I'm glad you did. Since our portion today is centered on Abraham, let's begin with him. Abraham's ancestors on his father's side lived during the time of Noah. Noah was the guy that built a huge boat, actually more of a combination of a houseboat and a floating zoo. I'm fairly sure after Shem, one of Abraham's ancestors, witnessed the behavior of his father, Noah, building the massive boat-like structure, questions popped up in his mind. I feel fairly sure Shem heard all the comments from the neighbors as they watched. Noah was undoubtedly the talk of the town. For simplicity's sake, Let's just say that the skies darkened and the drops of water slowly began to fall from above. They all entered the structure, along with pairs of every species of four-legged creatures, along with some two-legged ones that flew. You get the picture. Together, surviving 40 days of rain and floods, I would bet there were a few stories of this miraculous survival Noah passed down from his generation to the next, to the next, and so on, until the days of Abraham. We can't know for certain all the intricacies of Abraham's relationship with God. What we do know is before he received the invitation, that he at least knew of an entity greater than himself. After all, being a descendant of Noah, he was bound to have gleaned something from hearing all the dynamic stories of human survival. And the rescue of the animals by his family. Perhaps hearing those stories of survival, excuse 
whoa, I didn't get enough droplets this morning. And, the, and hearing the story of survival and the rescue of animals by his family, perhaps it were these stories that helped him recognize the invitation as the voice of God. How Noah followed the detailed instructions to build a great wooden structure was impressive. The fact that Noah trusted his invitation without ever building such a structure before was a story in itself. Did I mention he didn't know what was coming? As it was in Abraham's family, I too grew up in a household that had some stories, memorable ones at that. I had heard enough to know there was a creator I had heard of the creator of the universe. I heard he cared for people. My dad told me how miraculously he escaped from a prison camp, setting free several of his fellow soldiers along with himself during World War II. They were in a very small boat, nothing like Noah's, and they launched it into the water in the mighty Pacific. My dad always gave credit to God and to prayer. During my years at St. Patrick's Central Catholic High School, I gained much information about God. The main book of instruction known as a catechism was enough to help me to be open to accepting the presentation from the college as my invitation from the Lord. I wasn't totally sure, but I was very willing to trust. What I was sure of was that I needed to go in the direction of Hope College. I was being drawn, and more than that, I wanted to respond to that draw by going in the direction. I responded positively to my invitation. Moving in the direction one step at a time to leave my home for this new place. I was excited as I moved through the direction. It was new. My first big decision in my life was thrilling. Nothing ever before did I experience that feel of the thrill. When I received my invitation while listening to the representative of Hope College, I felt compelled to find out what the word hope meant. Just a quick aside, the first Messianic congregation I belonged to was Hope of Israel in Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, here I am at Tikvot Israel. In English, Tikvot, is hope. So again, do you think maybe God had a hand in some of this stuff? I checked out Webster's Dictionary. Remember, it was 1974. We didn't have cell phones. The internet was still in the future, and Alexa and Siri were yet to be. The dictionary was the best way to learn the meaning of words. So 
I'm going to share with you what I found. Hope, the anticipation of something not yet attained. There it was in the definition of one small word, the beginning of what I now know to be the first step in my journey post my teenage years. Once I understood the definition of the word hope, I took a huge step to go to the place I had never been before, a place that I had to check on a map to see exactly where it was. To me, it was as if I was stepping out onto the moon, just like Neil Armstrong, the first astronaut to walk on the moon. Neil Armstrong stepped out trusting that the ground he stepped on in an unknown territory would not fail him. I too trusted. The invitation I received was worth the risk. My response was in the action of going to Hope College. I followed the direction from within, trusting that what I had not yet attained would be my future it would be worth the risk of stepping into the unknown. Perhaps God's inviting you to step out of your comfort zone. Is he calling you into a relationship with him? Perhaps you're being drawn in a particular type of service. Maybe you have a strong desire to worship him through music and song. Could he possibly be nudging you into teaching? The possibilities are endless. Each one of us here today has a future. And every future begins with one step, then another, then another. In this particular season, in this, this particular season of your life, What's God's invitation to you? Today's reading entitled Lech Lecha in Hebrew is translated, go forth yourself in English. It's referring to someone stepping out in faith, taking a step towards a direction they've not gone before. The reading is also called the portion in English, or Parsha. And it's from Genesis. The Hebrew word for Genesis is Bereshit. This particular portion, or Parsha, is important as a building block as we come into an understanding of what it means to have a relationship with God. As we'll see, the relationship begins with an invitation. The portion or Parsha we're talking about is the story of the relationship between God and Abraham. God extended Abraham an invitation to leave his homeland and to venture out into an unknown place. Much like Abraham, we too can receive invitations from God. When we do receive an invitation, do we respond? How do we respond? Let's take a quick turn to Genesis chapter 12 and read a few verses, starting in verse 1. Then Adonai said to Abraham, get going out of your land 
and from your relatives and from your father's house to a land I will show you. Verse two, my heart's desire is to make you a great nation, to bless you and to make your name great so that you may be a blessing. Verse three, my desire is to bless those who bless you, but whoever curses you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. So Abraham went just as Adonai had spoken to him. Abraham responded to his invitation from God to move from his homeland to an unknown land. He was very much choosing to follow a positive way from the prompting he received from God. As the days passed and the years turns into, turned into decades, I began to understand that God gives opportunity to all of us to get to know him. God still speaks to his human creation. By being willing to leave the comfortable and the familiar behind, I came to realize that even after all these years, I see with greater clarity with each day. I hear the voice with greater clarity. The Ruach of God has become more familiar and with every breath I take continues to become familiar. As I read and read and read some more, God becomes alive, more alive, real, more real. Like Abraham, I gave a positive response. We both moved in the direction that God had put before us. Remember, we read in Genesis chapter 12, 3, all the families of the earth were blessed. When Abraham heard God and obeyed him by leaving his homeland, there was something going on. What we need to know is that Abraham took with him everyone and everything in his immediate household. He left his family, he left his dad, but he had a household. At the time he had a wife, they had stuff. We all have stuff. Abraham might've had different stuff, but what was his, he took with him. And at the time he had other people in his employ. This is paramount to understand, especially if we're not a direct descendant of Abraham. Why? Because he took with him his wife, his household, and all the people who live with him. <laughs> yeah, important because God didn't just extend relationship to one man. God offered it to the man and his, by extension, his whole household. Today, after 47 years of living my adventure, experiencing the wonders in my life, the things before my path were not always easy, but I now know without a doubt the initial prompting to leave my childhood home was an invitation from God. At the time, I didn't have anyone else with me. It was just me. But like Abraham, 
Now it's not just me. During my initial adventure at Hope College, I was introduced to Bible study. Through several friends, I learned that there was value in reading the Bible. It was more than stories about people. It was more than a book full of information on how to live life. I began to study and study some more. This caused me to be in tune with the people of Israel and the nations. I gained a broader understanding of the process of invitation. Some refer to invitation as a call. My understanding of the contents of the Bible grew as the importance of listening to the voice of God, the Ruach, the Holy Spirit. My understanding about how God took care of people also expanded. The more I studied, the more I learned. And all these years later, I'm still studying, still reading, still learning. My understanding continues to grow. God continues to become more alive, more than before, more real with every day, with every breath. Abraham continued to move forward in his relationship with his God, our God, my God. There are many other interesting events in this section we can read about Abraham and his willingness to follow the ways and the invitations of God. We too can continue to move forward, hearing the voice within, with each subsequent direction from God, we inevitably learn more about his ways. Continuing in this section, we become keenly aware that every time God asked something of Abraham, he always gave God a positive response. With every positive response, Abraham received blessings. Now, I want to take a minute and I want to point out something that I missed for many, many years. Even though I kept reading it, rereading it, I still missed it. God always blessed Abraham. So one could easily come to a conclusion that Abraham was always good. Uh, oops. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Huge step back. Get this. Abraham was not a goody two-shoes. He was not that perfect guy. We know this because we read about it in chapter 12 of Genesis. Bereshit in Hebrew. Abraham and Sarah went to Egypt. We're going to like kind of look at this story a little bit, this part of their adventure. Abraham and Sarah went to Egypt to avoid a famine in the land they were living in. So let's see what happens. In chapter 10 of Genesis chapter, in verse 10 of chapter 12 of Genesis, now there was a famine in the land and Abraham went down to Egypt to live there for a while because the famine was severe. <laughs> okay. Now being human, which Abraham clearly was, got scared, I think. I mean, if I would, going into a foreign land, and there was the Pharaoh. And the Pharaoh of the land, they, they had reputations. 
They were strong and powerful, and they wanted what they wanted. Abraham knew that his wife was fabulous. She was beautiful, and she would be a desirable person for any man in that country to have. So let's take a look at what he did. I'm just going to say he was human. The scripture reads, say you're my sister so that I'll be treated well for your sake as well as my life. I want my life to be spared was the whole idea of it. What he was scared of is that they were going to take Sarah for something good and just dispose of him. I mean, I, I'm not a guy. I can't really come at it from that perspective, but I can imagine. I think Abraham might have been scared. Say you're my sister. He's human. I, I kind of wonder what God did in response to that. Well, time passed. The flaw was revealed, and the Pharaoh summoned Abraham in verse 18. What have you done? What have you done to me? He said, why did you say she's my sister? He was caught. Abe was in trouble. He was caught the, because the Pharaoh realized that something was really, really wrong. I'm going to let you read the story for yourself. But a few things happened in the life of the Pharaoh that were unpleasant. So Pharaoh basically said, yo, Abe, take the wife, take all the stuff. Here's the cattle. Here's your people. Just go. Get away from me. I can't take it anymore. Those are my words, not really God's, but my interpretation of that poor guy that got scared. Abraham tried to pull a fast one. He wasn't perfect. He was human. He was caught. My most valuable takeaway from this was God wasn't expecting perfection from Abraham. He was looking at something more valuable. I believe God wanted relationship. God wanted Abraham's responses to his invitations to be out of love. We read what God wanted later in the Torah when God was talking to Moses. Deuteronomy chapter 5. We're just going to read a few verses, and I'll let you read it later at your own leisure. I am Adonai, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Remember, now, this is to another generation of people. I am Adonai, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, you must remember you were a slave in Egypt, and Adonai, your God, brought you out. So you must take care to do as Adonai, your God, has commanded. You're to walk in a way that Adonai has commanded you so that you may live and it may be well with you. In the days of Noah and Abraham and Moses, God wanted things to go well for his creation. So he gave them directions that would bring about blessings. This is still true today. 
Understanding this leads me, I don't know about you, but understanding that God wants good things for me and helps me get there by instruction, it gives me something to really appreciate this God, my God. This appreciation leads me to the realization that God really loves his human creation. God invites us all to draw close, to draw near. And Abraham's life is a witness that when we respond positively to the invitation of God, we do experience good and full things. In the writings of Luke, Yeshua even taught the people that followed him that they, what they should do with an invitation of God. And in verse 28 of Luke 11, Yeshua responded to the crowd, blessed are those who hear. Blessed, blessed, blessed are those who hear the word of God and obey it. Yeshua was encouraging the crowd when they were respond that they would res when they responded positively to God that they would be blessed yeshua encouraged the crowd that when they responded positively to God as he was drawing them near they'd experience blessings sometimes we don't always understand what blessings are as they followed God they would see the benefits of relationship what they knew about God would expand. Previously, I mentioned, I'm still learning. A state of ongoingness, like the definition of hope, the anticipation of something not yet attained. The prompting within me that I responded to all those years ago was my invitation to step closer, closer to the God of Abraham. He made the first move. I responded. I wasn't completely sure of what was happening. Now I know, now I know that that was an invitation from God, my God. Today, I'm more aware, the same God who prompted me to take that step out of my place of comfort is still opening my eyes. My life, just like yours, is consistently being changed, refined, renewed, one step, one step at a time. Each step draws us, we take helps us to get nearer to God. He draws, we step, the relationship becomes closer to reaching the appointed destination. Living a life of faith is not just saying we are trusting. It's going further. Living a life of faith is living a life positively responding to the words of God who calls us. Now, this takes some trust. 
but it's more. Abraham heard God and responded faithfully because he trusted. Yeshua, too, responded to God, even as his life was coming to a close on earth. As he prayed at the Mount of Olives, we can read in the writings of Luke in chapter 22, Yeshua cried out, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet, not my will, but yours be done. Yeshua was referring to his impending death at the stake or the cross. Let's remember, it's important to recognize who's speaking, to actively listen, and then take a positive action as we go forward. Keep in mind, there are times of challenge when things don't always work out in our preferred time frame. Anybody get what I'm saying? We may know that God's called us to do something, something in particular, but the opportunity never seems to come into fruition. We might take a step forward, then stay right there without seeing anything different for a really long time. We don't know. Both my husband and I have, have heard what we believe to be the words from the Ruach of God. The Holy Spirit that took a really long time to become a reality. I'm sure most of you have been coming here a while. You know my husband's story. David knew that God had called him to become a worship leader because he first heard with clarity in the year 2005. But it wasn't until 2011, and it was December of 2011, the end of that year, that it was able, that he was able to become that person and take that place that God had given him a picture of all those years before. God called him into something specific. He didn't call him to be a musician and make gobs of money. He called him into a place of service to help people come to see the God they know. But that wasn't overnight. That was a long time in coming. As a matter of fact, it was nearly two years ago that our very own Rabbi David had extended me an invitation to stand here before you behind this very bima. Well, it took two years for me to get here. Why? Well, let me tell you. If you want to know the full story and all the gritty details, give me a call. We'll get some coffee. We'll do lunch. But for now, let's just say it's timing. Not mine, not yours, but God's perfect timing. Just two weeks ago, another invitation was extended to me by Rabbi David. This time it came to be, because here I am. 
And boy, it's a blessing. It is such a privilege to be able to share my heart with people that I love, that I care for, some that I know and others that I want to get to know more. God was in it. It wasn't about me, and it wasn't about Rabbi David. Abraham left his homeland. Noah built a boat. My husband's a worship leader. And each one of you have a story, too. One step at a time. Once we hear from the Ruach of God, we respond by living out through our positive action what we have heard from him. He's the one that completes the action. He's the firm ground under our feet when we step. Philippians 1.6, I'm sure of this very thing. He who began a good work in you will carry it out to completion until the day of Messiah Yeshua. In closing, listen, listen carefully for God's prompting within. Learn to recognize it. Listen. That's the invitation. Then remember, respond. Respond positively and take action. Go forward. Go forth. Lech lecha. Thank you.